You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. the post-revolution edition. We're going to call it that because something really remarkable happened in a less than horrible, or at least less horrible than the disastrous way we thought it would four years ago. You see, the revolution has ended. And after four years of division, lies, distortion, and horrible economics, the revolution failed. The fascists lost, and though they took a country to the brink of collapse, the traditions, institution certification of President-elect uh, Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. So Congress reconvened to complete its duty and certify the results of the election after the Trumpist terrorists had been arrested or routed from the building by the Capitol Police, reinforced by the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia National Guards. And you folks, you mark that in the moment, mark that as the moment in time the Trumpian revolution ended. So Donald J. Trump leaves office having destroyed the Republican Party having squandered and lost GOP control of all houses of legislative government, the Oval Office, the House, and the Senate. Even his hand-picked judicial appointments failed to break with American law when he asked him to do his bidding. After the results of a national election, 62 frivolous lawsuits, frivolous failed lawsuits, finally assured America there would be a transfer of power on January 20th, 2021. He's conceded that it's over. And even if he can't concede that he lost, He's lost, and so is the movement he floundered. The fascist revolution is over, and the Republic of the United States remains in place. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2021. 
And man, I got to say that was fun to read. <laughs> but it's true, man. Welcome to 2021. Like it's been a changing. It does. I think uh, we all went into 2020, I think, with a, a deep optimism, um, you know, as, as, as one does as you enter into years. And we quickly got smacked upside the head and, and, and uh, sent, uh, you know, sort of spiraled down and, and ended it. You know, well, we all know where we ended it. And I think this year, yes, we're, we're, we're still like, I know the province you're coming from. We're not doing all that much better. And, and I know a lot of states are in the same boat. So like, right, like where, whereas in 2020, we were very clear at the end of it that we exited it worse. <laughs> I guess like individuals might have done, okay, you know, Bezos did just fine through the year. But most as a society, we, we exited worse than we entered. Uh, it, Bezos did okay, but you know who did better? Musk, Elon yeah. Musk, yeah. this week took over as, as the world's richest man. Yeah, that's weird. But <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with cooler, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, if I had to look and go, which one, which which of these two billionaires would I as it's my it's my rocking chair and crib test, right? Like, it, which which person would I love to be at five and seventy five? Right, like which person, if I lived their life, would I be like totally stoked to be? Clearly, clearly, it's Musk. Where you're like, yeah, I built rocket ships, <laughs> and I like, you know, did all sorts of cool stuff. So, so good on him. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it, it does still surprise me only because of what Amazon's accomplishing. Right, like it just like Indeed. economically is is surprising to me because there's more money in shipping Dave a new memory stick than there is in putting a memory stick on the moon. Right, but. There we go. You know, one, one of the things I do out, outside of the tech world is I do a lot of work in uh, civic and uh, national politics. Mm -hmm. And on the civic side of things, interestingly, because, because of Amazon and especially the, the, the effect of the, uh, the last year, when new condominiums are proposed in my incredibly already dense neighborhood, one of the things that we need architects and planners to plan that there's going to be hundreds of deliveries to a 40-story condominium. Um, every day there's going to be hundreds, maybe even thousands of deliveries a day. You got to plan for that. And so think of how the last year and how our technologies are not only changing the way we do stuff on the internet, it's functional change in the way we build our cities. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, really, really. Is. I mean, well, and, and you know, what's interesting is, is we can all sort of like use this as, as the marker sort of heading forward in, in sort of seeing what is coming. Um, Right in, in in sort of a lot. Well, we're we're marketing, and this is a marketing podcast, right? Like, mm -hmm. if we we use these markers and go, okay, we can sort of get a glimpse. We're, we'll never be a hundred percent right. I mean, heck, I, I just saw a link that you'd posted in in our chat here, and I'm like, you know how I love machine learning stuff, and I'm just now learning about a whole new algorithm, <laughs> like well, that, that, that okay. has to do with search. And we'll cover that in a minute. Maybe we'll save that for after the break, so I can like race through it as quick as I can. Yeah, we really have to. But I mean, for what it's worth, this one was sort of this. This one sort of snuck up on us in the last 24 hours, yeah. literally. I mean, it's, clearly he's been around. Smith, there's a new algorithm in town, folks. He's called Smith. He's an AI, and apparently he's better than Bert. We'll be getting to that later, but he snuck up on us. All yeah, and all I'm going to say on, on this for right now is we all watch The Matrix. We all know Agent Smith. Is this really a good <laughs> idea? <laughs> and the kids at Google, I mean, like, 
the engineers at Google, they, they can't, they can't name their products to get out of a paper, like if their lives depended on it, but this was on purpose. Yeah. You, you, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, but we'll, we'll, you're right. We'll, we'll get into that in, in a little bit, but I think if we can use technologies like this or, or even just watching what you're talking about, like careers and, and this, and like under what functions, but more important, putting on my marketing hat isn't how does it function g how are our like the civil engineer is going to have to design roads but going if i have a car that drives itself and i've just gained half an hour of doing nothing every day while my car drives me to work instead of me sitting in traffic what do i do and what can i as a marketer get you to do like that's what we do so it's 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 understanding those opportunities that are that are going to be on the horizon. Mine just rely on understanding that might be the thing and waiting for somebody to build like a rowing machine that clips into your car seat instead, so that you can row on your way to. I'm I'm using a word I I hope I never have to use again in 2021, but those that pivoted fast. Oh, I'm afraid pivot is going to be one of those words. I, I, I know. And it's it's a horrible, it's like I never want to see an email that starts with these have been difficult times. We know. Shut up. <laughs> but well, dude, I mean, have you seen the new functionality that like Google Analytics gives you? We could talk pivot tables for a while if you we want. Can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, no, seriously. Have, you, have you seen the new functionality Google Analytics gives you? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I got into, I got into, I, I can't mention the name of the, 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 the client, um, but I, I've looked into a couple large ones and there's one thing looking at like uh, uh, an e-com site in, in the new Google Analytics and there's another one looking at a massive corporation. I figured that I would catch up on a little bit of uh, post-holiday work on Monday and Tuesday and I'd, I'd work on getting a guest tomorrow because that wouldn't be a problem, right? Or yesterday, sorry, mm-hmm. on, on Wednesday the, the, the 6th because that shouldn't be a problem, right? Right. Yeah, um, sort of yesterday sort of became a uh, blow off day, shall we call it, Um, because it was quite hard to concentrate, I think, for just about everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, This I really wanted a guest today to to shoot the year off in in an exciting way, but we don't got one. What we do got is a whole bunch of stuff that happened over Christmas, like tons and tons and tons and tons of it. Yep. Um, And the first things are there was two major hires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a new content editor over at Search Engine Land and SMX, Carolyn Lydon, and uh, Miranda Miller took over as the uh, managing editor at Search Engine Land or Search Engine Journal. Indeed, big congratulations uh, on 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 both cases. Like um, these are these are two like significant hires in the uh, in the the, the 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 search publication landscape. Um, hugely accomplished people. It's going to be interesting to see how that changes as well. Does the 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 does the type of content is there going to be a new flavor of content? Are there going to be a new adjustment in in writers and writing styles and and things like that? I I I'm really really curious to see how this impacts. Well, like I'm a writer, right? So I'll be right. How how does is there different content, different formats coming at us, or you know how does that change things? I, I'm excited to see what what's coming. I've never been edited by Carolyn Lydon, but I have been by Miranda Miller, and uh, <laughs> um, deepest love and respect. It's a uh, um, she's an editor all the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, indeed. Um, okay, so. What else do we have? Google is uh, continuing its never-ending work 
in Google Search Console. Um, in Search Console are actually working, but I can confirm that problem case pages have validated without me touching any validation tool. So something's going on in that environment. Have, have, have you seen anything like that? No, sorry, I, I was actually, <laughs> okay, so, you had me distracted with Smith. So, so one, of the things I'm, one of the things I'm working with is I'm working with a fairly large team now, okay? And I, I, I got a uh, question about a website maybe mm -hmm. four weeks ago. Um, they found them go through all these uh, Google, Google Search Console areas, explain them to us mm -hmm. and what we can do about them. And the cool thing about that, um, so I get to write these reports, get told that pages have been uh, have been fixed or this error has been fixed or what have you. Mm -hmm. What I wasn't able to do is go back into Google Search Console, pick a sample page, click validate and see it validate yeah, yeah. in front of my face because I removed the damn validation yeah. button, right? Yeah. But I've seen pages revalidate without me clicking any buttons. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm finding neat. Have, have, have you seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. That I have. And actually on, I'm just scrolling back through my Twitter timeline because I had meant, fired it out to Barry. On December 30th, I actually got, for some cases, it appeared to be working. I only managed to make it working that day on, on one site, which I hadn't noticed until I like fired this off. But uh, I, I, I'm guessing that they are coming up with a new system. And I'm wondering if maybe their, their sort of crawl budgets or something is is being reassigned in a way that goes, okay, if you have a validation error, just once a day, once a week, once an X, we're gonna just use part of your crawl budget to check for you. Because the fact is a lot of people don't have search console. A lot of people aren't checking search console. A lot of it, like, I, I think of my like, yeah, you, you do, I do most of like all, most if not all of our friends do. But I think about my clients in, you know, who, who are, who are selling cars, right. And, and, and how to read search console validate or fix their errors and then validate them and make sure that, right. So I, I, I could see Google shifting eventually to a system that just goes, you know what, your, your first use of your, of your crawl budget every day is just going to be spent rooting through like just quickly firing off ones, one to each sample, like in, in your, like the sample links and going each error, we're going to check one or two of these, just you part of your crawl budget to validate that fix. And, and that way, if you didn't catch it or if it just fixed and you wouldn't know to validate it, like, you know, errors can come up that are, you know, there's a bunch of like, I've seen something something's wrong and it's like, okay, but next time just pass through, catch that. Don't make me go in, right? Just catch that next time. So I, I suspect that's what we'll see, but I did find it interesting that I, for like a period, I, I was able to validate myself. Um, so I don't know if that was like, because Barry couldn't, confirm that on his end so it's like it clearly was like i don't know if they just like i snuck through or if i accidentally got that or if i just happened to be there at the right moment but well you know google confirm that google's working on stuff okay <laughs> in the meantime we have to take a uh, a break here on wmr.fm um we're gonna take a break here on webcology on wmr.fm this is uh jim hedger from For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. 
CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony. Trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Content for your ears and everything in between. Only on WMR.FM. takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. Uh, it this year. I got, I, got, I got a really good feeling about this year. Um, earlier, we were uh, teasing the idea that there's a, uh, a new algo in town named Smith. Um who is uh, a companion to Bert, um, Bert's buddy. Um, anyway, Search Engine Journal, um, Roger Monty published a piece uh, about six hours ago. Um, Google Smith algorithm outperforms Bert. That's, uh, how to say this? Because I don't think it, I don't think that Smith really outperforms Bird. I think it does what it was made to do, and Bird does what it was made to do when they work with each other, right? Like, it, it, I'm not wrong about that, am I? No, I mean, we all, I think, understand why we write titles the way we do. You and I do the same thing, and so do most of our listeners, right? You, you, you write something to go, I need somebody to read this. Um, it does outperform Bird in certain applications, right? Not in all applications, at least in, in my interpretation. We'll, we'll see how this plays out. But, um, and, and again, like I, I've had, what, like three minutes to to absorb what I what I can from this. And now I've already, like, but I have downloaded the research paper and I'll, I'll read that over the, over the coming days. But um, what I think is going to be, is interesting if what I'm understanding or, or the differentiator here to, to what you're talking about in this is it's built to predict, well, where Bert's basically trained to predict the next thing in a sequence, um, like in, in, in a word, right? Like if, mm -hmm. if, I, if I pulled out a word, if Bert can predict what that word should be in, in a sequence of, of words, that's then it's, it's accomplished it for, if I'm getting its, its application, will be not being right and not being right being the success metric um, in, in, in some locations, but not all. Well, being right and not right. Because if what Google's trying to do is understand what a passage is, it also has to go, oh, okay, when we predict wrong, when Smith goes, nope, this is wrong, then that's the end of that passage because clearly the subject matter has moved on, right? Like clearly we've moved on to a different set of content among a larger block. And I, I liken this to, you know, an article on, on an algorithm, you know, I, I'd written one on RankBrain, right? And, and sort of like separating it out and going, okay, we're properly predicting a what is 
kind of sequence of, of things. So clearly we've moved on to a different passage. If I'm understanding what, what I'm on, on quick blush sort of reading, but it, it makes sense that they would have to have a mechanism that goes, it needs to go beyond words. This needs to go into larger concepts and going, okay, I need to understand where this chops off. So to understand like what uh, Smith is going to do or more importantly, how to cope with what Smith is going to do, it's probably good to uh, look at what Google sees as, um, how am I supposed to Google's trying to figure out what all these objects together in a page or grouping means. Um, Bert, as, as, as you said a few minutes ago, Dave, is all about trying to figure out what or why something might come next. Because mm -hmm. um, remember, that there's, what is important, but also why has been a component with Google. Google's trying to anticipate the user and why the user, all of us being the users, might be using, why Dave might use uh, a certain set of words or terms to get to the same destination I might use a certain set of words or terms, or again, why he might use a certain set of words or terms to explain a concept, where I might use a different set of words or terms to try to explain the same concepts that are out there. But it's also trying to figure out why that stuff should all be grouped in together um, to form what intention. And this is where I'm not, I'm not quite understanding how Smith is working, but I got a feeling that Smith and Burr are made to work together. Right. If I'm understanding, and again, this is very, you know, I'll be happy after I've read the document and probably yeah, publish something on it next week, talk about it. But if I'm understanding what's going on at a very topical, topical level here, um, what we'd be looking at is not so much words. Smith, like Burt looks... And okay, this isn't won't be exactly right, but for, for functionally for for the way that I'm talking about it right now, Bert would look at words and go, okay, this is the next word in in a sequence of of words, right? Like it, it can look before and after and and basically predict what a missing word would be, and that's how it, it we can confirm that it understands language. It actually like in the real world doesn't have all these missing words, but it it helps it understand its context and and how it's trained and and understanding that what comes after something might relate to what it is, you know, red car, the car is red, right? Like it works. It needs to understand both directions to understand the concept. Whereas I think we, I'm, it's not going to bother itself with, okay, are these specific words in this specific order? Cause it doesn't need to know, did Dave write it or did Jim? It just needs to know what's the core concepts that should naturally continue mm -hmm. in that sequence. And I think that's also going to help it connect sequences and basically go, okay, we can grab this sequence from over here and this sequence from over here. And this is horrible, by the way. I would hate to be a publisher right now if this works out. And go, okay, we can actually start to fit together sequences that would logically fit, maybe drawn from different... Years ago, when I was um, publishing a daily newspaper, I took great care to make sure that everything on any given page related to each other. Because search engines were kind of stupid. Like, so simple. They were kind of stupid back then. Mm -hmm. Today, I think publishers have a lot more latitude um, because even if, um, let's say you have like six different information blocks on a page, right? And five of which are all relating to a specific topic, trying to tell that story in one way or another. You can have another one over here that doesn't relate to the topic of all, at all about the other stuff on the page mm -hmm. and still understand that it's a unique um, set of information 
extract it from the page and still be able to associate well expunging all the other all the other information in the other five blocks from its assumptions so i think actually now today publishers got a lot more latitude but the common sense says make everything relate to each other right right well and that's you know and and in the end we we saw people doing it with bert we've seen people doing it with lots of systems the um you know, okay, yeah, I don't know, hugging face, whatever, right? Like coming in and going, okay, we're going to build systems that build content for <clears> us. Uh, <clears throat> this one will be interesting. It's like once everybody's gotten used to it and everybody can use it sort of thing and, and we have access to the libraries and that sort of thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we can use that to extrapolate, you know, okay, run through the top 10 search results, run Smith across them all, pull out the concepts, look at my content and go, okay, what am I missing? Right, like what naturally would be on here as far as these content blocks? Now let me write that. Or, I mean, we, we know it'll happen. Let me. It'll, it'll be interesting to see Google battle that one. But that's the the disadvantage. I, I find it funny because Google's creating the problem like they did with that green bar. I'm like, you're advancing AI so far that it will be difficult for you to tell once you add in another like an SEO going. I can make this a little bit better. Um, so the easiest way to. Uh to beat the algorithm is to meet the algorithm. Um, tell a story, tell a good story, tell a continuous, contiguous A to Z story. Give the, give the reader what they're looking for when they're coming to your pages. If your page is on mesothelioma, you pay a lot of money and you're gonna get placement and give them the full story on asbestos as it relates to lung cancer and what they can get out of it in some class action suit, but make sure it's a contiguous story that's that's understandable. If your uh, page is about unicorns or um, the My Little Pony universe, tell a good story and make sure you get your affiliate codes in there. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, but you, you, know, you, you know what I'm trying to say, like, like, the way to write for a search engine today is to uh, try to imagine everything your uh, audience needs and give it. I, I go, they made their problem by creating great AI systems that could make content almost indistinguishable, if not indistinguishable, from something that a human being would write once once it's, it's tweaked and, and trained a little bit more. And then could just pull everything that could satisfy user intent onto a page and, and just auto-generate it. And then Google could rightfully respond back and go, so where's the problem? Have you satisfied our user? I don't care how it got generated. They're doing the same thing, right? On their end, they're basically going, yeah, we're ripping that content, putting it up in position zero, and there you are. We've used our systems to figure that out for you, so. Well, yeah, that, that, is, that is one of the, uh, introduce a debate that's, that's flying in the SEO community right now. And this is a debate that's being fueled by Google itself. I am of the opinion that, that technical SEO is important and it's a real part of our field. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just had a whole long talk in mind. I'm thinking, yeah, but you know what? You got to have your schema in place. You got to be feeding the search engines. The, the, you got to tell them the story. Stories are great. Everyone loves stories. Yeah. But they're no good if you can't absorb them properly. And if the search engine ain't being fed your information the way the search engine wants to be fed your information, it's going to take somebody else's instead. Right. And this is where technical SEO is an important part of the field. And I get where Google's coming from when they're trying to discourage the concept of technical SEO. But, you know, developers think about certain things and they need to be helped by their assistant architects, the, S the technical SEO. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, well, you're right. I mean, it, it's funny. They're like, well, we you know, trying to not saying technical, like don't pay attention to technical, but you're right. They do try and sort of describe. Like, okay. So it's not just content, right? <laughs> like, not just build good content because you're saying now it's not, it's not going to be an overwhelming factor, but these things add up. And I mean, personally, I consider something like site structure, breadcrumb schema, um, you know, those sorts of things as technical SEO. Well, of course they impact results, right? Google won't deny that. They, they heavily, the structure, the internal linking structure of your site incredibly impacts uh, your, your, your rankings. So there's no two ways about that. So, and I consider, I lump that into technical. Someone could rightfully consider that a crossover because it's an interactive component on your, yeah. on your page. But The argument is after um, 10 years or so of, uh, of it being, um, how to say it? After 10 years or 15 years or however long, um, developers should be incorporating them. There's so much specialized knowledge that and there's a bunch of stuff that web devs do that I haven't a clue about. And I'm in awe of them for what they can do. Oh, and I, I love that. I, I'm working with a, with a company right now um, and they do machine learning stuff. So like clearly like their developers are, are top level uh, and they've got some like amply sophisticated systems going on in the back in the back end to, to with a client where you can just go, I'm just going to tell you why, right? Like, because I am not a developer. I do not understand what goes on back there. I should not be expected, nor do they expect me to understand. I should be able to go, here's where a problem is, right? Yeah. And that is our job to go, the systems are telling me this is a problem. I, I will tell you how I know that. I can look some stuff up with you, but I can't fix your problem. So but nevertheless, you needed a technical of the deep technical knowledge to diagnose and um, uh, also be able to know how to fix it <laughs> because, I, because then I'm no longer an SEO. I'm a developer with an SEO understanding right at that point, which there's nothing wrong. They're, they're awesome. I love them. Um, but that's a different job. So which is, I think, your point. These are different things that we're doing. Well, indeed. Um, but again, there's there was a. Uh, I mean, SEOs tend not to get vicious with each other when we argue. We, 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 we you know, <laughs> tend to joke. But sometimes when disagreements happen, it can feel like it's been a big argument because, again, it's, it's a very collegiate uh, uh, atmosphere. Um, and I got the sense that that happened over the Christmas break. And, you know, whom, who, whomever might have been involved, if they're listening, they, they're, they're, I'm sure they're, their ears are burning right now. But um, I'm trying to be as nondescript as possible. But the discussion happened. And uh, I think... Uh, I know I'm, 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 I, again, I'm, uh, understanding why Google does what it does, but people out there in the, in webmaster world, um, like I wish webmaster world. So, uh, people out there in, in, in the world, um, I'm, I'm just trying to protect what's ours. Eh? Okay. <laughs> we got two minutes before we got to take another break. Um, if you lived in England or still live in England, and you had a registered.eu domain. Um, surprise. I didn't tell you about that either. Because on January 1st, when uh, uh, England or when Great Britain tumbled out of the EU, um, they no longer have the right to have a.eu domain. And about 80,000 domains just got canceled over the... Over the I'm not... I, I'm not going to... I guess I'll play somebody new and should have put a heads up, but I, I like to think I, I know a lot about the way the sort of the internet functions and sort of some of the technical parts of like ownerships on things like domain. Cause I've had to deal with 
domain challenges. I'm sure you have. Um, but didn't see that one coming. Right. Like I, I did until I, until I read that story. I'm like, Oh, right. but as soon as you see it, it's like, right. Of course. Right. These dumb bastards. You, you no longer had the right to, but I mean that nobody, nobody put that warning shot across people's bow and went this. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure that there is like uh, some uh, EU um, webmaster from a country that um, might've been behind the, uh, 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 the Soviet bloc would be happy to donate their time to write 301s to your .co.uk or even better if you pay them. Um, right. You'll need to hand it to them now because you don't have a right to own it and then have to pay them a monthly fee for the 301. But yeah, that'll work out awesome. As um, it's at the hour on the 7th of uh, January 2021, as the show is like recorded live to podcast. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedden, Digital Always Media, listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. Stick around, we got more coming up after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Money doesn't grow on trees. So you'll probably have a better chance of growing your business with WMR.FM. FM. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 7th of January, 2021. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And um, the unelected president has been um, suspended from Twitter for at least 24 hours um, and uh, has been basically kicked off Facebook until until after the... Um, orderly transfer of power on January 20th happens. Um, absolutely unprecedented uh, move, especially especially um, the removal of privileges at Twitter. So uh, yeah, there you go. If, um, if uh, uh, you're looking for your, your Trump picks, you ain't gonna find it on regular social media. You have to probably go to other places. Google Lighthouse, what do you think? Yeah, I, I couldn't duplicate what they were what they were talking about there, um, but which is, is 
you know what? I, I like, I actually take that as a, that's awesome because it means I didn't have the error that they were talking about there. Um, but um, what uh, the, the story that, uh, that just came up was just a, just a couple days ago. Um, most SEOs, certainly technical SEOs are, are familiar with Google's lighthouse. If you're not um, you, you can basically think of it. I don't know, like when you use insights, that that stuff down below on like how Chrome sees your site, right? Like that's that's sort of one of the outputs of, of what they they pick up in, in Lighthouse. So that's again, I'm sort of like shorthanding it, but, but there we go. Um, what they have added, and I, I had never seen this and now it's making sense because like I didn't know this was happening, but I, I checked now and clearly it just doesn't apply to us. Um, is it, it is recommending JavaScript library alternates, which I found just fascinating. And I find the fact that I'm not seeing that as, as an issue as, as awesome, because it just means there's not a better way <laughs> for like, I guess I'd like it if there was a better way, like a better library for us to use. But um, basically if you're using specific libraries and that there is a lighter version um, of that library that could do the same trick, um, they will, um, be recommending it, which I, I think is, is great. I am loving seeing their continued pushes, um, into assisting JavaScript developers. Now this is going, you know, two, three years ago, me was like, no, don't help them. So the JavaScript just dies. Um, but I now am it's... being won over more and more to it as I've learned more, which is, I think, I mean, I hate them for it, but this is, I think, what John and co were, were getting at is the problem isn't us, it's you. And, and once you learn how to deal with this, we'll, we'll all be fine. Um, I think my, my problem came in is a bunch of developers went, here's a fancy new thing, and Google said it's good, and, and Google and SEOs hadn't actually caught up yet <laughs> to what they, and we were having these sites thrown at us. So that was a bit of a problem, but um, they are doing better. I'm loving seeing this added in there, though, to give us a quick and easy, like, as we were talking about just earlier, I'm not a developer. I don't know every library that's available, right? Like that's, why should I? That's not my job. But having a, you know, Google sort of sitting behind the scenes going, okay, if there's something obvious, like you can, you can optimize libraries and things like that. So don't take like that if you don't see an error that there's nothing you can do to fix JavaScript or something like it and speed things up. There are, there's a bunch of different other things you can be doing, but it is nice that there's this quick and easy, like if there's a glaring, this is a glaring problem. We will let you know um, the, the simple thing. And personally, I just like seeing more enhancement into um, their, their support of JavaScript um, and their support of, of JavaScript troubleshooting. For, uh, for people who, who, don't quite get what we're talking about um you ever um get a new device that you want to attach to your computer and you have to say upload or upgrade the driver that runs that device and uh you don't actually have it on your computer or in the operating system and so uh uh microsoft or or, or apple will go and search for the device and then make a list of recommendations google in a weird way is doing that with uh, javascript libraries if it finds uh, a more efficient uh, thing you could add to your website than the one you're currently using, it's going to point it out to you. And that's unprecedented. Like that's, that's, I, I don't ever remember Google saying code like this. Specifically. No, I, I don't either. This really caught me off guard. Um, when, when I read the article, I'm like, okay, just cause I hadn't, like, it makes perfect sense. It's not, I get why they would because they can, and it's not anything that's going to really help SEO. It's just going to help the web. 
Um, yeah, I mean, secondhandedly, it will help SEO, but it doesn't, it's not a, an advantage for SEO. It's not a secret sauce kind of thing. So I, I get why they are, but yeah, you're right. I, I've never actually seen them do something quite like that. I've seen them say, don't code like this, yeah. but um, never seen, I've them, seen expect- them say we support flash when they didn't, right? Like I've seen them go the other direction, but uh, oh. should we, should we report that? Uh, I guess I we'll, we'll touch on that in a few seconds. All right. <laughs> Poor Barry. Um, <laughs> um, da, 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 da. The other thing, cool thing about this article, just on, on a personal note, written by Detlev Johnson. Yeah. Um, and Detlev is writing at a search engine land again. And uh, it's just, just, you know, thinking of all the stuff that all of us owe to Detlev Johnson for uh, developing the, the, the field over the years. It's just good to read his, to read his byline again. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was excited when uh, when I saw his name popping up again. Uh, yeah, a few months ago and like more more active. Like he's always been around, I guess. But yeah, now certainly a, a bigger, a bigger, uh, more proactive name in, in the area. Anyway, we all know that. Well, maybe we didn't, but now we do. Um, where yeah. do you? Sorry? I don't know. Where do you want to go? We have a couple more. We have a couple more minutes, and um, I think both of us are are still dealing with like Christmas, New Year hangovers. <laughs> well, one of the stories I was interested in, and it relates to our, our earlier Smith conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's from from about a week ago. It's from December 29th. Um, Barry Schwartz had um, covered over on uh, SE Roundtable. Um, was passage indexing won't look different from normal search results. Now, this might not mean a ton for, for people, but I, I think it's very telling for, for us in, in, in the real world. We're not referring to, I didn't like the wording that, that he used yeah. there only because it had my brain operating incorrectly. Um, and even when I was sending the link to, to you before the show, my brain just grabbed the title and it misinterpreted what I was about to read. Fortunately, when it comes to search, I, I actually read the story before making big opinions. Um, we're not talking about featured snippets here. We're talking about like just the, the, what you would think of as the traditional top 10 blue links um, kind, kind of snippets. What this is telling us is exactly what we need to do for SEO. I know they keep saying don't SEO for, for passage indexing, but they also said you know, link building, you know, you shouldn't build links, right? So let's take it with the same grain of salt. What I'm hearing from this is if indexing won't look different and they want to be able to rank passages, that means that a title and description needs to be generated for the search result. This means you need to be putting in proper headings it means you need to be putting in some snippet that can be ripped out easily that comes in at about 155 characters that'll make a great description tag and uses the keywords that that passage would be ranking for. Like basically we are going to need to be optimizing our passages for click-through rate optimization. Maybe not as much for traditional SEO ranking because they'll probably be taking more factors from the page into consideration. But we need to be going, if this is a search result, and we can't write a specific description tag for it, right? It'd be nice if we could, but for now, as far as I know, we can't. We need to make sure that whatever Google would pick, we can, we can sort of inspire them to use something that we would, we would dictate. And chances are, if we would be outlining something that would make perfect sense from a user standpoint, um, then they would select that naturally, just like we're right now able to to influence what a featured snippet is off of a page by just constructing the page in certain ways. 
so, 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 so sort of projecting forward, how much do you think is going to change the way that you, or how's it going to affect the way that you write titles? Um, it won't affect, well, it, it'll minorly impact how I write title tags. I think it's going to greatly influence how I write heading tags um, on pages. So if I'm going, I want this passage two thirds down the page to rank for the subject of that passage. I'm going to be very careful in how the character counts and how I construct the verbiage around that heading tag to make sure it now is more thorough and in including my description, not just conclusion, but what is a right I've always, algorithm. Sure. I've always tried to be as tight as possible with H1s and yeah. H2s. Like I don't want as, I want as few words in there as possible. Right. Maybe I have to change that a little but bit. But if it's gonna all of a sudden be your title tag. Now you yeah. have to be influenced. No, I'm not saying like this. We, as as you know, it hasn't rolled out. We all need to watch. But based on what they're saying, one can extrapolate that they need to be pulling a title and description from somewhere. Where is that? The heading tag makes the most sense, or some prominent piece of content from that from that passage. Yeah, that that, that indicates this is the important part. Yeah, I exactly. And this will make sense as a title to define everything that's in that passage to the user who's only seeing a search result and going, click, I'm going to now read that passage. They won't know it's a passage until they get there. So uh, I think we're, it's going to be very, very interesting. And right now it's just a watch and wait, but I think it's going to be a very, very different scenario. And what I'm going to find funny is when they first roll out passage indexing, how kind of screwed up do some of the results look? Because people won't have optimized things yet. So how good a job does Google do at, at, at sort of creating the titles and descriptions in the absence of, of formalized ones? Now I'm wondering if we're going to be able to push this around as it develops, as you know, we develop and our reactions to it. Um, interesting. That's, that's, that we'll, we'll have to, I mean, that's one of the things where we'll have to see what happens in the coming weeks. Yeah. Now, it's really important to note uh, passages and like uh, featured snippets, not the same thing. Uh, in fact, Google's pulling back on featured snippets, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the uh, read the same thing that it, it, it appears to be um, pulling back a bit. But now, is that I don't know? The tide goes way out before a tsunami, right? Like, <laughs> um, you know. I, I know that likes their the walls around their garden. So do I see them actually pulling back tremendously or um, is this just the a, a scenario of they're getting ready for the rollout of, of, of passages um, and, and and this is one of those necessary steps and, and just sort of culling the week and then to replace the week, uh, you know, keep what was already really working well, pull back what was round test of, of a new indexing system. What the great Google giveth, the great Google Google also uh, screweth with. <laughs> I think that's how the, the the passage goes. That's it. We've gone full clock, and uh, uh, we'll. That's weird. We're actually we we have to leave the uh, uh, audience with the quintessential SEO answer. It depends. We'll see what happens with the. Uh, I got to. Oh my god! I got to use that with CEO the other day. It was so cool. Oh, I felt so good about it. Um, passages, Bert, uh, Smith, at all develop over the next uh, few weeks. In the meantime, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the seventh uh, of January, twenty twenty-one. The uh, 
this decade has actually officially begins in 2021, not 2020. 2020 was the end of the old decade. That's all over. We're moving mm-hmm. forward into way better stuff. Yep. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. COVID still exists. Be careful. Don't spread it. Wear masks. Avoid people. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Like, clean everything and wash your hands again and then clean everything again. Be safe. Rank well. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.